Free Smoke Podcast is the most dangerous podcast outside Nigeria. Today we are outside, literally. We are the source and uh, we are here to see somebody who is categorized a great man, a leader in his own right. We are here to see the chief imam cross river state and just get the um, general background to his story just to know him more. Chief, you're welcome, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. Chief, you have been a friend, like, <laughs> officially, like, non-officially, right? I don't know how to make this sound serious. <laughs> well, I think I'm part of the family. You have been here uh, from day one. So, and I still remain um, part of the family. We appreciate your efforts. Thank you very much. We because you guys it. are doing a very, very great job. Great C- job. Coming from you, we appreciate. Honestly, I must, I must actually, and you're also a source of inspiration. To the younger ones out there, the youth okay. out there, yeah. which I believe your tree has been standing all alone. Although <laughs> they say the tree cannot make a forest, uh, yeah. but it's like you guys' uh, branches is turning to, to to forest. Yeah. So which is turning around the distance because you are actually adding value to our community, engaging a whole lot of youth, and which you are giving youth their value, which is something I must um, commend. And I believe the other day during my one of my interviews, I say I believe the government, those in authority, will see, uh, or if not them, but their agencies yeah. who are responsible for what you are doing. Because most of your responsibility, what you are doing, are actually the responsibility of some agency of the yeah, government, of government. Which kudos to Free Smoke. Man, we appreciate you, first of all, for your support. Thank you for your kind words. Kind words are like medicine to the soul. Yeah, it's like water to a tasty man. Uh, it, it will just generally engineer us to go further and do better, right? But today's all about you. And you and you and you. We want to know you. We want to get your story. I've looked for your story everywhere. I cannot find it. <laughs> because I have this. My own philosophy, I believe there is. We have different worlds. Mm. Not just one world. And I have my own world. Yeah. And I have the world which the, let me say, the entire universe of humanity believe this is the real world. Okay. But inside our world, Omar, there is another world. That's why they say inside life, there is life. life yeah. You can only, like I do tell the historian, I said, history cannot capture all the incidents. Mm. History cannot capture everything that has happened. Everything that has happened. That is why they said, who can tell the story of a battle is the dead. Yeah. It's only the dead that can actually tell the story of what happened. So my own world, or what is people know, you know what you know. Mm. You don't know what you don't know. My name is Imam Kabir. And Chief Imam, I've been an Imam, not just Imam, Chief Imam, let me say Chief Imam, meaning that you have other Imams under. who work under you which means you supervise, that is just. I've been um, Chief Imam for, this is 2022, for more than 15 years, mm. for more than 15 years, for more than 16 years, because I was born into it. Mm. My father, my mother, they are both um, uh, devoted Muslims. Okay. Which, even the, before, the, our, before my birth, I was told that my dad said, I'm marrying this young lady so that I'll devote and dedicate whatever come out of her to God. Okay. So, which I am the product today. 
which my name is um I wanted to say hallelujah. <laughs> Let's go. No, 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 it's the same thing. When you say hallelujah, mm. it's it's a language which means from the wa alohua means me it remain it means that him him alone which is referring to one god it's okay. a see, my brother will go into that my name is imam kabir chief imam crossover which i've worked in so many places i'm not just imam here in crossover at the same time in ikitura guinea hmm. which i'm the missionary in charge for ikitura guinea yeah. in islamic affairs islamic issues so that is us it So how did the education come about? You know, you were born into like you said something of being born into. I, I was born into it, um, like my quest for this. Yeah. Began, let me say, literally, uh, when I was seven years old. Which, like the Christian would say, in the seminary. Yeah, yeah. For that period, and which I acquired my primary Islamic education here in Nigeria but not just in Nigeria alone which um, I was privileged to be sponsored to go and study outside the country Egypt Pakistan the UK which in the quest for becoming um, a servant of God who worship in who serve in the divine yard of god mm. as a missionary all my life i'm a devoted um missionary mm. which i've worked in so many places after my um let me say continuous 18 years study yeah as a program which i got my uh, the school living certificate the diploma my first degree my second degree and by god grace uh i'm a phd holder mm. which also i happens to be an authority when it comes to islamic jurisprudence which you say law islamic law and um certify and qualify to translate the commentary of the holy quran the science of the holy quran and i memorize that is i have the whole holy quran of ant hmm. before i was 15 years old i've mastered the holy quran right from my 30 when i was 13 years old i've mastered the holy quran so like, let's break it down to when you came to calabar let's discover your first time coming to calabar were you here any time earlier in your life or <laughs> wow <laughs> that's one of the stories uh, i know free smoke <laughs> will want to dig deep into Uh, that was my first missionary journey to cross river Calabar in particular like I said um, all my life were dedicated to serve God right from birth yeah. and um, part of the program of the association is they know that one day I will come to Calabar. Yeah. They are aware of that. Yeah. And due to this in my um early stage as um as a teenager I was sent to Calabar here. And <laughs> I was staying with Christian families. And I participate in 
most of the religious um, activities of even the non uh, non Muslims. Yeah. Which I was opportune to take the Holy Communion. Hmm. Yes. This is one of the stories that is not known to a whole lot of people. And you have the, the, the parish at Egerton, yeah. which is more or less the biggest parish in, um, in Crossover State. State. As a teenager, because I participate and I learn more about Christianity, the quest to study about it, so which gave me the opportunity to take the Holy Communion mm. there. Mm. Mm. And although this is not known to a whole lot of people, but this is what actually happened. Mm. And I pray with them, I worship with them, I do a whole lot. And they are wonderful people, I must confess. Yeah. The Christians, I've stayed with Christian family, even giving me the privilege yeah, I have to, was, I have to, to also to the church. come in here and tell you like, like you know how we met right at um, this piece it was the very first time I saw somebody who was um, chief imam of course but it, not just a regular imam who came in looking as regular as I was <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh, the conversations we were having were also very regular right and when you now introduce yourself as the chief imam of course about it I could not just look beyond the humility, the, um, the, uh, the way you were so humble in the conversation, even patient to correct, right? Where, where did you cultivate these attitudes from? I, in my days in the seminary, the Muslim seminary, Islamic seminary, there's one popular saying of the Holy Prophet, yeah. which um, I do tell people that it's better you know Islam before you meet with the Muslims. Okay. Because a Muslim can be ignorant of what he practices. Hmm. Why I'm saying so that there are verses in the Quran, the sayings of the Holy Prophet, which contradicts a whole lot of Muslim beliefs belief today, which they don't know. That's why I tell you that there's a difference between Islam and Muslim. Hmm. I'm a Muslim that understands the philosophy of Islam. Now, the question of being humble and humility, the Holy Prophet Muhammad says, Sayyid al that anybody that assumes the position or role of leadership is the servant of the people. Which means, as a servant, you must be everywhere and you must be accessible and you must be humble mm. and you must, be, you must serve the people in words, at heart, behavior, character even usage of languages they have to see that pure reflection in you so in islam when they say someone is a leader it means that is the servant of the people which means you must understand every aspect of life positively oh, nice so maybe one of the reason in your own field i should have an insight into it and at the same time i should respect you because you had that office. Mm. The Holy Prophet Muhammad say when you meet your own security guard, if it's by the gate, before you go inside your compound, you have to take excuse. You have to respect him. So the Holy Prophet Muhammad is trying to tell us humility, humble, in, and be kind and to serve the people.
Okay, Chief, let's talk about some of your achievements and activities um, since, you, <laughs> since, you, never since you, did, you never achieved. We make with Vicky call up. Some of your achievements and um, activities since you don't do Calabar. Well, um, Alhamdulillah, to God be the glory, <laughs> when you say achievement, every achievement um, is associated with God. Mm. Every achievement is associated with God. And um, God used human to do some of his work. We, we only use, he only use human. So I believe part of the project is um, for the for the first time I was able to rebuild the central mosque. Yeah. Which I funding, courtesy of me through family and friends, mm. about seventy percent mm. of it. No, any government um, <laughs> contribution. Yeah. Yeah. We're just individual donation from family, friends, and member. That's how I was able to rebuild the central mosque. Yeah, and um, happens to be one of the uh, oldest mosque in the south south. Mm. The central mosque happens to be it's more than hundred years old. Mm. The central mosque. So I come around to rebuild it. Although I saw the mosque when I was growing up, very a small structure when I was growing up, when I said I come to Calabar for some other missionary, my okay. journey to missionary ship. <laughs> so me. I was able to rebuild the, the central mosque. And yeah. also, for the first time, the more or less organized indigenous Muslim, I was the one that um, brought about that, initiated that, that we have a whole lot of indigenous Muslims in Crossover, Calabar in particular. So I was able to bring them together to form an association, mm. which one of the first um, uh, patron of the association is now the secretary to the Obon, um, Obon of Calabar, mm. the person of Alaji Adam. And also, we are able to, you know, before people see Islam as religion for a particular region. Yeah, for the Northerners. No, yes, that nobody attained the highest stage apart from them. So, alhamdulillah, I was able to make sure that an indigene becomes the chairman of um, Muslim pilgrim um, board, which I brought a whole lot of um, them into it. And um, also, I was able to form the peace work which is recognized um, internationally yeah. today. And also, I'm the coordinator and the initiator of the Parasoka. Yeah, yeah. how did you come up with that concept of Parasoka? That uh, happens every October first. <laughs> yes. Actually, the journey started about um, 11 years ago. Hmm. I was walking through one of the known Calabar yeah. uh, 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 streets or avenue. That is the Maris Laser. So I saw some cripples who goes about begging. This special who don't have their legs Dreams. are not good. Yeah. So they go about begging. So and I noticed that I've seen on several locations whereby I watch it on TV though, I see the game, they too enjoying the game of football, even if they don't have legs, but they can play with their hands. So it's, it, it's an initiative. It's not that that particular ball game has to be only, after all, we have volleyball, we have basketball. So which I tap into that idea that this group of people are always associated to the Muslims. 
that the Muslim beggars, which the Holy Prophet Muhammad said it's very wrong to beg. It's very wrong. In fact, go and do laborer job, go and work labor and pay your dues and feed your family instead of you just begging. Yeah. So that is the idea in not just to preach it, but to help them. If you take them off the streets, what do you do? And we learned that some of them also were being used for for drug trafficking, local drug trafficking. And some of them, people, people will see them and no one will believe that they can do a search. So mm -hmm. they use them. So since we notice this, the only thing we have to do is that I tap into that um, idea and I make sure that I encourage these people by forming that, uh, that Parasoka, yeah. which is Paradise City Parasoka. So I went to street to street where they have, even in Bogobri where you have a whole lot of them, a yeah. few of them, you buy um, Jesse, Ball, then some of them have the experience coming from the north, some from, the, from Jos, like um, one uh, Gambosas, which is one of my strong players and is now the captain of the team. So I told him that go around, get your friends, let's introduce this game to them. So that is how we've been doing. And today we thank God that different agency organizations do invite us to come and showcase their talent. And during the carnival, like the carnival, the team humanity, which uh, Cross River celebrated, they were there, they participate. In fact, mm. they, they have their, they, they, they well-dressed in their own costume, oh, yeah. which they are part of the carnival, and they had color to, to it. Yeah. So this is part of my of achievement. achievement. The peace work was also something and that... And the peace work also, yeah. which is um, something which we do annually. We do invite people across the country and yeah. we invite people overseas like we've had regional um, head of the Muslim yeah. in, the, in West Africa, also in charge of um, the, the, the Central Africa. And also we have a whole lot of um, our these, which they have actually contributed to the peaceful coexistence. Urban of Calabar is, yeah. is one of them, is one of our ambassadors. Uh, Dr. Pastor Emai Song, is yeah. one of we have a whole lot a whole lot of them which a whole so lot it's not of, just for muslims it's not just for muslims like over the years we have more than 50 awardees and we have just uh, 10 muslim who are a recipient of this award so ours has nothing to do with, with um, religion with religion is my brand and which represents what i my faith and my belief so, and our theme is even love for all, hatred for none. Mm. Yeah, that's our theme. And this is the general popular saying of one time worldwide spiritual leader of the Muslim community. So these are part of this thing we do. So the idea is just on how we can harness religion, faith, with our society and our day-to-day -day activities. And all these are not sponsored by anyone. It's from my mm. own little token I get here and there. You know now. Yeah. Yes. Bro, first of all, I want to also say thank you, right? Um, first of all, for granting, out of your busy schedule, even we have to take certain pauses to allow you 
um, um, attend to other person's needs, right? Out of your busy schedule, you decided to I do this with our, our schedule, <laughs> you just have to, okay, like the carnival is coming. I have, um, I have a, a brand, Suya. Yeah. Which is all about celebrating the Suya Carnival. It's my own brand. And for it's years, going to be part of this it's going year. to be part of this year. This, thing. this is part of what we do in order to add value to mm-hmm. humanity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. add color to the the state where uh, because the only professor where you recite and where you earn your daily bread is your home so this so is Christopher this is, is one of the Karabai issues is that like for me that is not um um that's more muslim and me that is not from the north there's a whole lot of stereotype and stereotyping stereotypical stories about people from the north and muslims right and I know you to be a very peaceful man, but the stories are bound of Muslims being very hostile. Where does this misinterpretation come from? When there is no act of humanity in human, it becomes word animal. Mm. When you don't make good use of all the senses given to you by God, there's no difference between you and animal. So it's not Islam. When you say stereotyping, who are these people? Act of terrorism and banditry, which is somehow associated with a particular tribe or religion. See, they are human. Islam on its, on its own. I represent Islam. Yeah. I speak for Islam. Yeah. Like you can't ask an ignorant Muslim to tell you about Islam. <laughs> oh, yes. It's just human. Mm. It's human. Some of them cannot read, cannot write, don't even understand the Quran. So how, how would you represent, how would you preach Islam? So they don't, that's why I said from the beginning that they don't actually understand the real teaching of Islam, the philosophy of Islam. So if you are a Muslim and you understand Islam, Islam say no to terrorism. It's wrong to oppress, to terrorize, to discriminate. It's against the pure teaching of the Holy Prophet Muhammad So whosoever who comes out in the name of Islam and be doing this is just blackmailing on his own side. Mm. Islam says you should be your brother's keeper. Oh, yes. During the lifetime of the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam, you discover that in his, where he resides and is the head, they are predominantly non-Muslim. And he eats with them, he dines with them, he lives with them. In fact, some of them who are Jews and Christian, when they are having meeting and there's no time for the people to get to their place of worship, either their synagogue or church on time, the Holy Prophet say pray and worship here. That is act of kindness. The Holy Prophet said it is compulsory for me, I'll be the last person to go to bed, to watch over the life and property of both Muslims, the Jews, the Christians who are residing in my own community. That is the Islam I represent. That is the Islam I know. Any other Islam is not known by Quran and is not known by Allah. What Quran says, Fatu Burhanikum, for anything you want to do, there must be a proof from the Holy Quran. I've read and studied the Quran from end to end, page to page. I have it offhand. There's never a place where Islam says you should be harsh and hostile to non-Muslims. He said, be kind unto them. So where they get that one from? <laughs> um, I've been enjoying the conversation. Like I've been enjoying um, and I've been quiet for like most of the time. Uh, religion and social skills. 
like those two things in in a time like this a lot of people miss out a lot of people miss out on the importance of social skill and then get lost in religion but you found a way to balance the religion part and the social part and apart from just being an imam if you look critically we see that you're doing a lot okay more than um, people even know okay. and the underground the underground you have okay. like a couple of um, ventures okay light ventures or you have like support a support system that actually works how how do you balance it and um, how do you also put your own personal skill apart from being a religious leader the social skills let me work. tell you what a lot of people don't know about me like every year I go to the UK either in July August or September for the international annual convention of all the Muslim heads worldwide and for more than for more than 13 years I've been representing Nigeria I've been part of the delegate and I always work in the kitchen as a chef I'm an imam. I've been working in the kitchen whenever we go for our international convention in the UK for more than 13 years as a chef. I serve the common, the people you call common people. I serve them breakfast. I serve them dinner and lunch. Wow. For two weeks, every year, if not for the COVID-19 last year. And we are preparing for this year's own. That is what I did. What, what really, that is the religious duty I go there to do to serve humanity. So it's my own life, and I still live it in my own social life, working to serve humanity and also to add value to myself. Quran say, never sell my words for cheap. I'm not of those imam who goes around to say, we want to pray for you, we preach, give us this. I don't get it. Rather, I put every month, every month, one-tenth of my every income goes to the mosque. And, also, and when it goes to the mosque, I share it among the people, both the Muslims and the non-Muslim. Every day of my life, every day of my life, bro, I feed 15 people. Oh. And out of these 15, nine are non-Muslims. Well, so talking about cooking, you can cook. And what what are the, what are the social skills? Don't we know that you have? Okay, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I do taekwondo. Yeah, I do taekwondo, and I was um, um three-time national champion. Wow! I um, attended the World Club Championship of Taekwondo, and um, the All African Games, and World Korea Ambassador. So which. I'm a black belter. I'm fifth down in Taekwondo black belter. So, and I still have my Taekwondo um, association, the people I train. And I'm into herbal mm-hmm. for health treatment. And I infuse that into my being a chef. You get away, Imam, being supposed to come play ball with us. You just come with camera. I was expecting that you're also going to come and play. I think that was yeah one of one one tournament like that. I, I was expecting to see I, you I, on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I love football. I play football. At least I play football. Yeah, I love football. And um, uh, honorarily, 
of um, when they do the all black uh, we did all black uh, football championship in the UK and I uh, happens to be one of the players back then yeah yeah so I love football too yeah and I used to be a very good sprinter so imam, and I like to party too oh yeah like imam like Nigeria is in such a um how do we put it it's such a special period for us now that everything and anything can be used for and against you right these are election periods and a lot of the stories from election periods are usually they want to islamize us they want to do this with islam they are favoring islam brothers they are favor- and a lot of those stories appear on the media and um, the victories continue right for people like you that know better what efforts are you putting out there to make sure that like people are well educated people are well informed that people know that like islam as promulgated in the media is very very different from what islam stands for um first of all people are meant to ask questions what they don't know they need to know mm. Oh, you want to Islamize Nigeria? The person who is responsible for the answer need to answer. Oh. You are you favor one region against the other. Yeah. You are bringing religious sentiments into your governance. Yeah. It is the responsibility the citizen will ask. And at the same time the leader, those who are at the rim of affair, they have to answer. Mm. And they should prove before even if you are calling people into the way of religion in Islam, you have to show them reason why they need to accept Islam. Yeah. Not that you dogmatic belief, believe and you believe, then you are a fool. So because every Nigerian are not fools, mm. and they know what they are doing, that's why they are asking the question. It's led for those in authority. It's led for the government to ask to answer such. Now going back to the issue, Islam don't encourage you trying to when you use the word islamize which means you are doing it against the will of the people of the people which against that chapter of the holy quran that say la ikra afidin there's no compulsion hmm. even in religion in serving god there's no compulsion worship god why should i worship god okay worship god because he don't and the man said that i'm not doing would you quarrel me or you fight him because of that? No. So the people should answer. They should ask. They have the right to ask the question and they have to answer. And at the same time, when there is lack of trust on the part of governance, this is the usual result. Hmm. Is it that if the Muslim, if the Christian or group of people don't complain, the other ones too will complain, telling you that the government, those in authority, have neglects their duty and responsibility. My shock is I've never seen a pronounced imam and a pronounced pastor standing outside to fight. Mm. I have never seen, but the religious leaders have allowed themselves to be used. Probably in the name of politics or the bourgeoisies. one way or the other, they believe that Nigeria, they, they are everywhere in the world. 
they believe that what we can use when we want to convince people, the strongest element is religion and tribal. They've studied that and they use it. And I don't want to go back to the colonial master, which they actually pave way for this. Everyone knows the underdevelopment of the Africans, who are the cause and the strategy they use. Which is what strategy? The strategy of divide and rule. Yeah. Would they take our paramount rulers, the traditional rulers, to their side and they arm them? It's the same thing which the so-called politicians continue, or those who are well-to-do in the society, they continue doing. So the only, the best instrument they can use for us is religion. That is why you see this idea of this thing. So the idea of division using religion. But my own advice is that let the religious leader fear God hmm. and they retrace their track. And for the ignorant followers, they too should be wise enough that how many times have seen the son and daughter of these great leaders coming out to partake in it. Yeah. Even in the name of religion. Okay, probably according to some, they said, okay, Zarkawi, Bin Laden, all this in the rest, they are they will never belong to those category of people who will carry ammunition and be walking around the street or blow themselves. Yeah. Tell me, the leader of any militia, you never hear one day that the, 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 the son now tie bomb around himself, want to go and blow himself in the name of God. You can't. Telling you that all these things there are people who are behind this and they try to make use of every element. So they have seen that the best element and the strongest one they can use is religion. Yeah. And that is what you see today and that is what is happening today. That is why the, those who now understand what the scriptures say. So to me, Islam say no to terrorism and all this is an act of ignorance those at the top trying to use the section of the society yeah, against the society against the society in order to achieve their aim. Hmm. It's just like when a war is going on in every history of war where they have fought battle you discover that some people become richer yeah. because as they are fighting those people are picking the booty of war yeah. and that is what is happening today. In the Russian-Ukraine war, we have a group of people who are benefiting. Those who are selling ammunition are benefiting. benefiting. And they want it, they will keep fueling it. And the same thing, similar to what is happening in Nigeria today. Hmm. Security will shoot. The bandit, the terrorists will shoot. Who is benefiting? The person producing the weapon. Hmm. So definitely the person producing this weapon Does not want will, peace to will not want peace to reign. Because they are benefiting from that act of war. Mm. That is why every citizen needs to sit tight and realize this. There are people who are fueling this, that when you destroy your community, at the end of the war, they will be the one to bid for the contracts. And they will get the contract in rebuilding the, the community, same community so that you, it's, and it's your blood they use in building it. <laughs> this is what usually happens. Uh -huh. So... Islam say no to it. The mm. only problem is Islam never practice it. Mm. The only has never instigated any war. 
Hmm. And I must tell you, the only problem with Islam has never passed a verdict that go and kill so-so person. Yes, I challenge any Islamic, author Islamic authority that says so. <coughs> when, the <coughs> when the book of Sharia was revealed in 2008, we have about 15 delegates from Nigeria, which I'm one of them. And in every of these things, even the people who review this constitution, this Sharia book, we are predominantly even non-Muslim. Let's, let's, break, let's break down Sharia, right? A lot of people say in Sharia states, if you hold woman hand, they go cut and come out. If where, you, where are they practicing? What is Sharia? What is Sharia? What is Sharia? Sharia is just basically law, day-to-day -day activities which group of people come together and they agree. Hmm. Not necessarily... That the rules and regulation binding and guiding. Okay, take for example now, we have Sharia of marriage. Before you become a Muslim, if you get married, if you marry, that your marriage is still lawful. Not that you need to go when you get into Islam, you need to remarry or do anything. It's still mm. lawful. Yeah. I can say that I want to convert to Islam now. I said I want to remain my Christian name. Mm. It's still lawful. It's still lawful. But well, So it's law. Let me now tell you. Then how can you now practice Sharia in Nigeria? You want to fool yourself? You want to practice Sharia in Nigeria? How? 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 But there are states that say that like... If there are states, if group of people come together and say that they want to leave, that's what I, that's my explanation. If this community now say that they want to come together and agree and follow a particular law, but the federal government will be the one to enact it, the authority. Yeah. So which means the law of the land supersedes the law of Sharia. If Sharia say kill, and our law, Nigerian law, constitution say don't kill, if you kill, you, you too will be killed. So mm. what are you saying? And when you say Sharia, Sharia, people are just, you, you went to another community to go, and, to go and import a law. Tell me what is the book of Sharia? What is the book of Sharia? <laughs> because Nigerian constitution, you know, you know the book of law, that section this and this. Hey, hey, tell me section hey, what and what is the book of Sharia. My brother. But you know that like a lot of people say like the girl that the book died. Of Sharia is Quran now. The girl that died in Sokoto recently for blasphemy. They said she was killed for making a careless statement in a Sharia. In, a, in which Sharia? Sharia has never Sharia. There's no. There's nothing like punishment for apostasy. No punishment for apostasy, my brother. There's no punishment for apostasy, for blasphemy. There's no punishment. Chief Imam, let me tell you. You should wait. also agree with me that you hear these stories. Wait, 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 wait. It's act of ignorance and the stupidity of those in authority, those in our power, who are there, mm. who I expect the federal government or the, 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 the superior authority of this country to have arrest every one of them. You hmm. kill. Who yeah. gave you the authority? To kill. One is jungle justice, according to even Sharia. Even in Sharia, before you prosecute someone, you invite him, and there are processes, not that you kill. So who now say that is Sharia? Hmm. Who say that is Sharia? Even them, they, have they ever seen the book of Sharia before? Have they ever, any of them, have they ever, all the scholars who come out to say this and that, have they ever in their life seen the book of Sharia? I told you that as far as Nigeria is concerned, I happens to be the only person who attended the review of the so-called Sharia law in 2008 in the UK. So tell me, so which one? 
No, yes, now. So where is this? Um, so this? when you now say punishment, this thing before the advent of Islam, yeah, it is even the act of the idol worshippers, which you call pagan, which both the Christianity and Islam they, they are against them. They against them. Paganism allow human rituals that before the advent of Christianity and this thing. Yeah. So now tell me. Do Christianity and Islam support uh, act of ritual, act of human ritual? No. Eh? No. So then, which law now say that you should kill somebody for punishment? See, the verse of the Holy Quran they are quoting, eh? They don't know. Even the incident they are quoting, that this thing they don't know. What he says is that it's even referring to even military error, like military junta. Hmm. That if you leave one military camp, Oh, no, maybe no. the military of federal republic of nigeria you are now giving information or supporting or condemning the army of another country on their land according to this thing what would that is that not mutiny or what they call it it's mutiny and what is the punishment it's uh, death death so you are bringing uh martial law into religion my brother I leave that thing Chief, leave, this, leave, leave, this, leave, this, leave, this. leave that thing we know see we know that all these things are politically motivated. Oh, okay. They are politically motivated. They are politically motivated. And for every leader that will be sincere in this country who say he doesn't know the genesis of our problem is a bloody liar. Mm. Or who don't know the solution to this. But everyone wants to protect his or her own interests. Never mind. The humanity at large. So um, this so concept. So in, in killing that, this thing is unlawful. You can't. So what we call Sharia here is really what we don't know. <laughs> sharia is something very good. Mm. When you say Sharia is being just, be good to your brother. Do not take don't, his wife. Don't take bribe. Uh, use the normal measurements. Don't reduce measurements. Control price. Uh, be fair in dealing with one another. What belongs to A, you give to A. What yeah. belongs to B, you give, give to, to B. B. Equally. The government don't eat the prop, don't, don't, don't take the sweat and pay the wages and salary of the people. Whenever they call on you, you should be responsive. They don't give absolute power because Sharia believes that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, what are you now saying? That's just basic teaching about go and see in the Quran. Quran is the biggest book of Sharia not a book propounded by one particular human it might be for his own in selfish interest yes so divine law as far as islam is concerned is in the holy quran and the law of muslim is the holy quran this concept of evangelism i see um, the way christians go around evangelizing uh, how do muslims evangelize uh, we evangelize we talk to people we show people the beauty evangelism is not just act of talking Mm. It's not just act of talking. You talk. No, 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 no. It's a doing. Evangelism. It's act of doing. It's act of doing. When you are being good, people will ask questions. Which religion? Mm. Easy. We've seen even people who come to, 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 to the aliens who say there is no God. If they are very vast and they are orator and they know how to convince people, which means people will accept them. So okay. not just act of work should be something which you put into practice which people see the beauty of what you are doing that's true evangelism mm. through that people will now say no 
if this person, for anybody, for any God, this person serves, is being sincere, is honest, is straightforward, is being good, is being kind, you must worship a good God. That is the best evangelism. Even in your home, you, you, you say you they do evangelism, your children, your wife are not uh, exemplary. Then what are you saying? They should see that example even in you too. Your evangelism should be in the house. Treat your wife well. well. Be good to your people, your kid, your, your children. Be nice to them. Give them good education. Treat your wife well, your mother, your parents, if they are still alive. So those are evangelism that start from home. They say charity begins at home. Chief Imam, I want to thank you for taking your time, for granting us this um, unique... Um, this is once in a lifetime experience. And I want to say thank you for... Is there anything we should be looking out for you this year as the year progresses? Yeah, by God's grace, by December, we are planning for the Peace Summit. Mm. The first of it's going to be the first of its kind in, kind in South South. So, which we are inviting uh, people and also celebrating and telling us the need why we need to live with each another in peace and we know our election is very it's close, very close to also use that opportunity to appeal to every party and to encourage every party in order to maintain peace during and after the general election thank you very much free smoke podcast we are out